Today's episode is all about my current life experiences as a business owner and feeling really overwhelmed and it's leading to anxiety and I'm really taking kind of a step back and starting to get more real with the vision of a life well lived and how I want that to look. So today's episode is going to be all about shorter work, bigger impact, and doing these small changes in your business can hopefully give you a little more harmony by balancing life and work. So we hope you enjoy today's episode. Hi, I'm Mel. And I'm Emily. We are licensed estheticians and co-founders of The Skin Distillery. Welcome to The Lounge, a show about two SD besties, aka us, who will have a cocktail or two and converse about our journey in the treatment room. Our goal is to start changing the mindset of estheticians by sharing our vulnerabilities and business strategies to let you know that you are not alone and you can have it all. Cheers! Hey guys, welcome back to The Lounge. As you know, if you are a regular listener, every episode we have a drink of choice. So we typically go between a coffee, a cocktail, or a non-alcoholic drink of something. I don't know. (laughs) It's different every time. (laughs) But today we are choosing coffee, which we need so bad. It has been just a crazy week. Mel and I got our periods. We have just been dealing with a lot of different stuff with construction, with life, so much going on and we're just feeling it. We're feeling it because I think we've mentioned before we're dealing with our remodel um, and a lot of things, moving parts, like I'm getting quotes for wallpaper and we're having to order our treatment beds in and all the furniture. It's like 24 seven Googling things. And looking for furniture is so frustrating because you find your dream piece and it's like way too expensive or it's out of stock. So that's what keeps happening. The highs and lows, baby. Yeah. And obviously we're in a season of spending money and I left and right. I'm like, this is, can we stop? No, no, we can't. So (laughs) it just feels like it feels like a lot of money is going out and I know it's all temporary, but it feels here's the thing we've moved every two years yep. financially the second time the move it made sense because we got our own suites and yep. so it made sense this one it feels like it's kind of a back like it's a good thing we're moving but financially probably not the smartest no, thing and it's not necessarily Need. what we wanted or needed but it's happening. It's happening and, and it will be good. Like, I think it will be really good. It's just kind of one of those things like, you know, when you start bringing in the money and then it yes. just has to get put somewhere else. Yes. But it's all write-offs, all tax write-offs. Thank so goodness. Whatever. And you know what? Once we're in, it's going to be, um, a, I think, a much better setup for us in general. I think there's been some things where we've just been feeling like, you know what? This isn't necessarily working for us anymore. And we didn't really have a choice in the matter, but it's working for us, which Mm -hmm. I think is okay. And I think we're just having a hard time sticking to the budget because Emily and I just like really have expensive tastes. And, uh, yeah, I feel like in the past we were a little more savvy with things and this, I'm like, no, I just want the $800 West Elm college. I don't want to fucking buy the $400 shitty bench. So that's what's happening, which we're still getting things from target, but there's a difference. There's a difference. 
But <sighs> that's life. That is life. And on top of that, I got a house. Yes, which is so exciting. And so Mel's Emily- been looking for a long time, you guys. <laughs> I am surrounded by boxes right now yeah. <laughs> um, as we record this because we are starting to pack and we close in September. And I'm really excited for that. But that on top of the studio move and then a whole house to move is a lot. It's a ton. And I kind of feel like I'm having like a mini stroke every day. Maybe you are. Maybe I am. But you're still here. So I did a 20 mile bike ride this morning. I'm still fucking here. I'm having a mini stroke, but I did a 20 mile bike ride. <laughs> I had a headache the whole ride, but I was like, I'm going. This I'm fucking dying, ride. but I'm going to keep pedaling. <laughs> Pedal through this. She's fine, everyone. She's, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> Okay, so we're having coffee. We more are. Co- more coffee. More coffee. And as I always say, sometimes I say, coffee I coffee talk. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> coffee. Coffee. We'll work on it. Okay. <laughs> Our East Coast accent, Mel. We'll get you there. <clears throat> okay, so we're having some coffee today, and it is from. Wild Grind, which is a local South Minneapolis coffee shop. Also a brewery in the afternoon. It's very cool. We love going there. However, the parking is stupid. <laughs> I hate the parking. What parking? Exactly. You just walk there. Yeah. So anyway, we're having um, a latte called Neapolitan. Yum. And it is espresso, white chocolate, and strawberry milk. I've Hello. had this before, and it is dessert and a glass talk about nostalgia it's so the strawberry milk man is so heaven so you ready to try it with yes me? shake okay. it up girl we go. shake it up mm. oh yeah baby i just that's love a this. good life right there i know it's like my childhood mm. Mm. neapolitan ice cream is like childhood for me and i don't know that i love neapolitan no, ice cream, right but like it is as a latte fantastic real good oh Happy. It's not too sweet. I could go for another shot of espresso, though. Well, yeah, I thought about adding another one, but we were already doing another coffee, so I didn't want to, like, another, you know, we had the other latte. Yeah. But I know we split everything. It's fine. Okay. So uh, maybe add another shot of espresso. Definitely. <laughs> it's, not but even, it's... it's not even room for debate. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. Um. Yeah. Part of me just wants to get some strawberry milk and make this at home because mm-hmm. it's so good. Yep. Get a little pump of white chocolate or like you know, yeah, yeah. Ghirardelli or whatever. Ooh. You can buy that. Oops, my headphone. You can buy that on Amazon or Target. All right. What? Well, what are we talking about today, Mel? Um. Okay. So basically, I've been thinking a lot about my shift in my vision of work and life balance. I have been thinking what balance. I feel like I have no balance. Um, There seems to be no line between the two lately. And the more our business grows, I just seem to be taking on more and more and more, working every day. And I'm definitely starting to feel burnout creeping. Uh, Yeah. Around the corner. And I finally had this epiphany listening to Jenna Kucha recently. She did a podcast episode discussing the four-day work week momentum and she had read this book and looked at some studies and i emily and i have talked about this for a while and what that could look like for our business um and basically my anxiety and stress comes from never really being able to shut off from work and it's it's becoming i think more problematic Mm -hmm. the busier we keep getting 100 percent. and i don't like how it's making me feel 
And so I also don't like that I have had a reduction in my creativity because there really is no room for creativity because I'm at capacity with work. And then you guys, I'm throwing in personal life, like moving right now, which I discussed. And then we have the studio. There's just a lot of things going on and I know that's seasonal, but it's just, it's making me realize like, what if I get sick or what if something else happens? Like things are not working for me anymore. Mm -hmm. And I'm just feeling frustrated yep. and just not as excited about things. Mm -hmm. So I know something's wrong. So yep. I'm proud of myself to be like, okay, mm -hmm. we need to make a change. Yep. So today's topic is all about getting real with the vision of the life well lived mm -hmm. and what that looks like. So how work is not your identity, choosing to do more things that give me joy and strategically how I'm going to Im implement a shift in my workload to a four day work week. So working smarter, not harder. So that's what today's topic is going to be about. Yeah, How do I'm you feel about that, Emily? Well, I'm excited because I've kind of already implemented this for yes. myself. And so I'm going to give you the time to kind of talk about where you're at. And um, I'm going to ask you how it's exactly. going for you. So yes. it'll be really good for any esthetician listening to this feeling the same way. I think the biggest thing is when we start as estheticians, you know, we – you have to put in a lot of hustle and grind and you really do have to be more available, I guess, you know, work longer days and so forth to kind of build your reputation and your clientele. But then what happens is you get to a level and you realize, shit, like I am burnt out because I'm available all the time. And so I love this quote. It's one of my favorite quotes by Esther Perel. She's a like psychologist. She does a lot of relationships and so forth mentoring. And so she has a quote where she says, too many people bring the best of ourselves to work and then bring the leftovers home. Wow. And I was shook because that is how I've been feeling. I feel like I, I bring all of the best of me to work mm -hmm. and I come home and I'm cranky and I'm sassy towards my husband. And I just feel like not my best self. Yep. And so that hearing that quote was just very eye-opening to me. And again, like I said, we all have seasons. Sometimes they will be busier, but it shouldn't be all the time because mm -hmm. it's not sustainable. Absolutely. So first, you need to start getting real with your vision of a life well lived. What does that look like to you? Is it being able to have your mornings to work out or evenings to make dinner and spend quality time with family or friends? Or is it just like join a golf league or a book club or take big trips? Um, it can be little things too. So like a lot of times I think people think big things. They always think of the big things. But really what you should be thinking about is the small things daily that can bring you joy. And they can be, you know, every day I go for a three-mile walk in the morning. Like I get up. That's like my joy being in nature and just like listening to a podcast and not doing work yet. Or it could be, you know, every Thursday I do a women's golf league, you know, like, again, I think a lot of times people think like, well, it's my one trip I do a year. No, mm -hmm. I think you really need to start honing in on what brings you joy. If you follow me on Instagram, you might have been seeing me go a little crazy this summer. I've been biking a storm. <laughs> I've been biking all over Minneapolis. Um, and I have been going for a lot more walks. Um, walks have been the saving grace. Yes. And nature and being yes. in movement has always been my saving grace. But this year, due to uh, losing my sister, and that has still been affecting me, 
I've been needing those little things of joy to start my day. But then what's happening is my day starts and work is so crazy that it kind of just gets like a balloon deflated, I'm feeling. And so I just really, you guys, I'm working through this as I talk to you guys about this, but just how important it is to find those little things of joy to keep you moving, but also how if work is not balanced in some way, how it's just going to like destroy the joy you had in the morning. Mm -hmm. So start thinking about that. Like what is your vision of a life well lived? What does that mean to you? If you haven't gotten the clue yet that we are really, really big on vision, here it is. (laughs) You cannot live your life without a vision. It's just not going to work. You're going to be constantly floating. And if you don't have those that vision honed in, whether again, it's like for your business or for your everyday life, you're going to miss opportunity to truly thrive in this life. So Emily, I have a saying for you. Yay. Okay. (laughs) How can a job or career support that vision? Okay. So listen to that statement. What you should like be saying is how can a job or career support that vision versus what most people say and what I've been saying probably my whole life Mm. is how can my life support this job? Do you see the difference there? Big time. I would say most people get a job and then they have to say, okay, well, how can my life support this? Like I got to work these hours and like it, it is so opposite. It's so Mm -hmm. fucked up. And so when I heard this saying like how start saying to yourself, how can a job or career support my vision versus saying, how can my life support this job? It's a huge red flag because I think a lot of us put job first. There was this poll, which is really um, makes me kind of sad, that was done where they asked um, people what their like number one thing was that they were like not proud of, but it was like their thing. And most people said their job over like their spouse. As, Whoa. Like, and I'm like, that's fucked up. And you wonder why the divorce rate is so high in this <laughs> yeah. country? Hello. So, you know, this statement definitely like hit home to me as well because I do think I always did the second one where it was like, how can my life support this job? And I think that was a limiting belief that was like holding me back. Definitely. So your net worth is not your self-worth. And this has been a mantra for 2023 for Emily and myself because Mm -hmm. we have been saying over and over and over again, your work is not your identity. It is not. And so – It can't be because it will not bring you joy in the end. You will not be completely fulfilled. You can be passionate about your job, but you also need to find hobbies and other things that bring joy in your life. And so, again, start honing in on what you really value and what you really care about. And, again, I said before, you know, I've been really liking the nature and movement and being outside. Um, It's extremely therapeutic for me. I also realized like I've been feeling very lonely this summer, not because I don't have friends. I just, a lot of my friends don't live around here. A lot of them have kids now. So I'm in a different season with my relationships and I am realizing like I need to make more time to go meet a friend for happy hour or block time for my mom to come down and her and I can hang out because those little things also bring me joy. And I feel like I always kind of was like, oh, I got to work instead. It's more important to work. And so, again, 
really honing in on what I'm wanting my life to be. Mm-hmm. And so now comes the strategy, right? Because that's the hard part. You can say what you want, but until you actually make a plan of attack, nothing's going to happen. Correct. <laughs> so, yep. First thing I'm going to be implementing starting October is a four day work week. And the reason for this is it's not me condensing, condensing, like it's not like reducing my hours per se, but it's a reduced schedule that can boost productivity, creativity, and organize health for me. So basically what that means for me as an esthetician with a solo suite is I will be going into studio three days a week for nine and a half hour shifts. And then the fourth day will be a complete business work day used for maybe podcasting with Emily once Mm -hmm. a month, Um, working on creative content for the Instagram, working on creative content for the lounge to create some more courses, Um, doing phone calls with some of our reps or education. Um, I mean, there's endless things and I just kind of want Monday through Thursday to be my work week. And three of those days will be in studio and one day will be from home. Mm-hmm. And then Friday through Sunday, I will be not in studio. Friday will kind of be my personal day to do errands, clean the house, get things like I kind of just feel like you can't just shut off work. So that's why like Friday, like I bet in the morning I might enter a couple emails, but it kind of like weans me off of the workload. And then like so then Friday night, Saturday morning, I'm like, we're done working. Like I'm I'm out of that work mode mindset. Yep. So that is the plan. Sounds great on paper, but I'm going to test it out for the rest of the year, October through December. And then if I need to make modifications in 2024, I can. Emily already started implementing this and I'm so freaking jealous. (laughs) She's like over there like, like scheming, like living her best life. (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. Um, She started this she tried to do it in July, but basically started in August. Yeah. So you're kind of yep. like three weeks in, four weeks in. Yeah. So I was feeling everything that Mel was saying completely burnt out. I felt like my creativity tanked and I had nothing left to give. And that just like was kind of starting to break my heart a little bit because that's really what fueled us in the first place was being able to be creative and to hone in on our brand and it just has felt like that's been lacking and maybe you guys haven't noticed that but we do and that's important to us and Mm -hmm. so we decided okay well then let's like take Fridays off or whatever one day a week off and that can be like our personal day but the problem was that personal day started turning into work from home day and I didn't have any time to just live my life because Saturday was like filled with errands and just like getting stuff done that I needed to around the house. Sunday is just like a busy day because I'm involved with my church and just different things going on. And so I was like, well, Monday's here again and I have had no real downtime. And I just was like burnt out. And I didn't like that feeling at all. And I was just like, okay, I'm going to do this as an experiment to see if I can financially do it, if I can swing it, how this affects me, like my mental health, all of that. So I started mid-June, the last two weeks of June or July, excuse me. And it wasn't really true to where I wanted it to be just because life was so busy and we've had so much going on. And so I would say just like this past week has felt like the true 
reality of being in studio three days and then having a work from home day. And man, big difference, (laughs) big difference in my mental health. I thought that I was going to be losing money. August is going to be my highest money-making month of my entire esthetician career. What? Yes. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. And so I am proving to myself that it is possible to live this way and to not miss out on anything. And I think that's where it comes into fact is what I tell people. And a lot of the studies and books and things that I've been listening to about this is if you're given, if you're a normal eight to five person works four days a week, 40 hour work week. Okay. Yep. They found out that bumping them to a four day work week to 32 hours a week the people still got everything done that they would have got done in 40. It's because when you're given more time, you kind of drag it out. Yep. And I also feel like if you tell our clients, like, these are the days I'm in, they're my long days. This is it. So yep. if you, like, before when you have, like, extra days in the week, they kind of can, like, well, can I move it to? It's like, fuck that. Right. I'm done no. with that. Like, let's respect my time. Yep. So I do think we're taking more control of our time. Absolutely. And, you know, we'll see how the rest of the year goes. This has just been you know, a few weeks. Um, and if we need to go back or adjust something, we can. That's the power of what we do is that we have that freedom. And so I think, too, because especially like the climate that Mel and I live in, come wintertime, there's just like a lot of unknown factors of like, okay, do we need to reschedule today because of snowstorms, snowstorms all of that. And just even having like that one day of flex is going to put the pressure off of us to have to show up and risk people's safety, risk our safety, things like that. So to have that cushion is so nice. And I think it's going to allow us to get back to just the true vision of what the skin distillery is, what the lounge is. And I'm really excited about that because we have missed being able to be creative 100%. so much. I've missed it very much. So yeah, I think this this is the start. So that's number one that I'm going to be implementing. Number two is I will be bringing on a designated work phone because it's time. It's Woof. time. Um, the reason for this is I always tell myself I'm not going to work on the weekends and I am out for a walk or hang, making breakfast with my husband and I get a text from a client on a Saturday. And yes, I can ignore the message and go on with my day, but I saw the message and it instantly creates anxiety like whether i respond or don't respond and whether it's a nice if it's a nice message or not like nice message i mean it doesn't matter it's like i'm getting message on off day and then it puts me in like a spiral yes and what happens too is i will look at that that message and i'll be like mental note don't forget to respond to this person do i respond no yeah that's why a lot of times i end up responding right away because i will forget to respond exactly later and i feel like we can never be fully present in what we're doing because work is always there always Always there there. and so i'm going to get a separate work phone and that will be for client messages and emails I will have that phone um, on Monday through Thursday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. And I will be available for work stuff like during those hours. And then on Friday through Sunday, if anybody messages me on my work phone uh, or emails me, like they'll get an automatic reply back kind of just saying like, you know, uh, like a kickback message, kind of being like the working hours are Monday through Thursday these hours um expect a response when she's back in the off like back in studio which right? i love and i definitely am going to be copying this <laughs> because the problem is like 
when they mess with my phone, like, yes, you can ignore it, but it's, it's my phone's, my phone, my personal phone is always on me, which is tied to my work phone. And so I'm like, here's the thing. If I have a designated work phone that my clients can message and stuff, I am literally just going to turn it off. I'll have it at home because like if I work from home Monday or something like that, I'll right. go through it, but I'll just turn it off and just like put it on the counter yep. and then on Monday morning, turn it back on. Wow. Genius. It so, shouldn't be this difficult, but somehow it is. Exactly. And so that way then if there's like five messages, I'll handle them that Monday. But those people will get, you know, the kickback knowing that I that their message was received and they'll will be in touch. Exactly. So that is gonna be probably onboarded after I move in my house. Yeah. There's just too much going on. Maybe like October. I wanted to onboard when I start my new four-day work schedule. Uh-huh. So I'm thinking end of September I'll uh-huh. get it and it will officially start then because it will streamline really nicely. Yep to um, set boundaries with my current clients. Yep, absolutely. And I think, I know for me personally, it's going to take some retraining Same, with 100%, clients. Because retrain. I'm, yes. And I, I'm going to be shooting an email to them. And I'm also going to be like, when they're in, I'm going to be like, FYI, I have a work phone now. Yep. My hours are Monday through Thursday. If you text me at all, Friday through Sunday, you, I'll get it, but I won't be seeing it again until I come back in the studio Monday. Yep. And I think if once you train people, they're fine with it. Yep. They've, I've just ha- given them bad habits and ruined boundaries for myself. Absolutely. And the, uh, the other tricky part of that too is sometimes clients really do become like friends. True. I have a handful of people where I'm like, oh, I they're kind of like, they kinda like feel like my friend. <laughs> and I was like, there's like maybe two clients that I would let them have my personal, but nobody yeah, else. Exactly. I have about three. I mean, I have more, but but then I'm like, but then it crosses the line. See, exactly. So it's going to be good. It's just going to take a little bit of like getting used to. It's just working it out, you know? Yeah. And I've just been realizing because I've been dealing with some depression this summer that the phone has been really causing, I don't know. I'm just more aware of this anxiety. Oh, I have that too. And obviously I've, you know, I have not had to deal with nearly as much as you have, but I think just constantly being on the phone has created this underlying anxiety in myself as well. And I feel like I've been low key depressed. I wouldn't, I don't know if I necessarily would like put myself into the depression category, but it's like borderline where I'm like, I'm not functioning in a way that feels like right to me. Mm-hmm. Maybe, I don't know if that would be depression or not, but I just feel like lethargic all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because I'm on my phone constantly. Yeah. And so, Again, all of this is meant to kind of create a healthier boundaries yep. for me. And the third thing is um, we're in process of doing this is going to be offloading some of our busy work to our virtual assistant. So I'm going to be having her hopefully start handling uh, my Shopify orders and product orders from clients that do drop ship. So um, with me handling that, I see the orders, I have to place the orders, and then I have to also go back in and put the tracking in. So it's like time consuming. And I'd rather use that time to maybe write a creative podcast, write a creative email. Um, it's just, it feels like busy work, but it has to get done. It has to get done. And yeah. so I want to offload it because it is taking up about four or five hours of my time that honestly, it's such an easy task that I could just, it makes more sense financially for me to offload that so I can work on bigger picture vision stuff. Well, and for me, I feel like because it's so easy, it's almost like, well, I can do that later. And then later happens and it's like, well, they, it's, they ordered it yesterday and I should have gotten it in. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Exactly. And so I'm looking forward to that as well. 
Um, so that's another big thing. Um, so working on that as well. And I'm hoping to have that kind of figured out in the next month or so too. So all three things are meant to hopefully create a better four-day work week for me. Yep. And they will. And I'm so excited for you to start feeling that. It's going to take a little bit of time. Like I would say for me, it has not felt like easy until like this past week. It might now too though, like once I'm in sync with you as well. Yes. I think it will because I think you and I will have a rule of thumb, like kind of say like, 12 p.m. Friday up to Flyway. Flyway. 12 p.m. Flyway. Flyway. 12 p.m. Friday to let's just say like sometimes we check in Sunday nights mm-hmm. to prep like, which yeah. is fine with me. Yeah. But we can just be like Friday afternoon to Sunday till six, like no work. Yep. Like between either of us. So we both can actually check off. Good luck to us. I know it's we're kind of it's a different situation. It's not like bad yeah. stuff when we chat. No, not at all. So I'm gonna include in the podcast notes uh, two really great books that would be awesome to listen to if you're thinking about shifting your workload. Um, one is Alex Sujong. He has a book called Shorter, Work Better, Smarter, and Less. And then the other one that's really good is um, Simon Stolzoff. He's the author. Stolzoff. Stolzoff. Simon. Stolzoff, author of Good Enough Job, Reclaiming Life from Work. So um, I think they're both an audible version, but I'll include that in the podcast notes. I think either one of them might inspire you to shift your mindset towards work and to find more balance and harmony in life. I'm excited to, to listen to those. I just got audible. I love Audible. And it's life-changing. It's life-changing. Um, I did listen to a really crazy thriller one just recently. I switched it up always. But yeah. um, as we adapt to new ways of working, let's remember that our worth extends far beyond the confines of the workplace. So remember, you only get one life to live and life is fleeting. Trust me when I say this, mm-hmm. I have gone through a handful of losses more than I would say the normal person. And it's just a reminder that really you only get one life and you need to live it to the fullest. And is work going to be the only thing that you leave behind? you know, as your legacy. I I would hope not. I hope not too. It's a good reminder. It was a year ago. Well, technically tomorrow, but a year ago on a Friday, I was at work when I got the call that my grandpa died. And I think like whenever things like that happen, you obviously know, it just shifts things into perspective and bigger picture. Exactly. And obviously work was not a priority at that time. And so just hopefully having these days of freedom are going to be so beneficial. And I'm so excited for you to start implementing because it's going to be life-changing for you. Thanks, Emily. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Hey, it's Mel here. Did you like today's episode? I hope you did. And if you did, if you could take the time to leave us a review via our podcast, that would be amazing. There is a section below um, after you've listened to the show that you can rank our show and you can also write us a message of what you thought of the show. That would be great because the more reviews we get, It allows other people to find us more easily on this platform. And we want to keep creating content for you. And in order to do so, we need the love and support. So if you can take the time today to leave us a review, we would appreciate it. And we hope to hear from you.